Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com INTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com INTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hello. So obviously we live in a world where we have so much information at our fingertips, right? Yeah. Like there's so much that you can learn. But how come we ended up with a former reality television host as a president? Like I'll, I'll forgive people saying like, well, yeah, he's different. But then, like, experiencing his presidency, they're still, like, ride or die for him. Wow. And even when it hurts them, right? I don't, I don't know. But it's it's so funny that, like, yeah, it's like these are the same people who who decry or decry, um, like, Bernie Sanders as a socialist and he just wanted to take over and make it just, like, Communist Russia, right? Communist China, where they have an authoritarian government, right? But they also post like, yeah, these police should be more brutal and he should send more police in and like he should lock down the whole entire state and make sure these protesters aren't out on the street. And it's like, like, like a dictator in communist Russia or communist China. No, that's different because he loves capitalism. It's like, but fascism is fascism. It doesn't matter what social structure you have. Yeah. But, like, I know where we stand is fairly different than most people that were around, right? Yeah. I'm not saying we're the. Oh, our political views are actually like the only political views that matter. Like, I get it. I get why some people are conservative, I get why some people are super liberal. But. It just, it kind of shocks me when you're trying to live this life of, well, this is why this makes sense. Yes. But then there's all this evidence of why it doesn't make sense. And yet you cling to the idea that, yeah, but like, I don't know, it's probably right. Just confuses me. And we talked about this a million times, but... That's what like frustrates me with libertarians. Yeah. Is they try to sell this idea that they're the most fair and just people in this country and that they just want to live in a world where everyone could kind of do what they want, et cetera, right? Yet they also hate like anarchists. I mean, I, I, I showed you that post where the same people who advocate having guns and protecting yourselves and standing up for like the American people yeah. against mm-hmm. this tyrannical government. They're the ones saying like, Oh, I'm not going to help you. You guys, you stupid. Like, yeah, what's happening is, is disgusting. And like, yeah, everything that I based my life around has been what's going on right now is to fight that. But like you make fun of us and 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 you guys don't even want us to have guns, so 
yeah, I hope they kidnap you. By, I hope the secret police kidnaps you and beats you guys and takes you away and does all the stuff that I don't want them to, to happen <laughs> to me. And it's like, how can you like it just. Yeah, but if they come for them one day, they're going to come for you the next day. No, that's not how that happens, Dom. It's them. I'm the one who fights for freedom and I have guns, so they can't come for me. But what's even what's even worse is like, did you see that um, Ayn Rand project group or whatever, whatever Disgusting. that thing is? No, I haven't heard of that. Well, well, they, you know how they got. Oh, I'm, you might have heard of how they got um, assistance from that PPP. Oh, they did. Yeah, I thought and, they didn't believe in government. Well, handouts. that was a story of like, why are they getting this when they're so against this? And you know what their response was? Because we could. Because you make us live in this society oh. where people live off of this stuff. Yeah. And they're the ones who get bailouts and they're the ones who get handouts. And yes, I know that's exactly what we're against. But you made it possible, so we're going to do it. And we'll do it again. And and at, and it's like that, where it's like you have this situation where you can make the biggest statement about who your character is, Right. Yeah, I know they're giving out money and we technically qualify, but this is straight up against everything we do. I mean, we are physically trying to get rid of like welfare and all types of assistance, right? Social security, like, all that. That's all we want. Yeah. So let's say fuck you to the government and tell them, no, we're not going to take that money. It's tainted money. That's not how we do stuff around here. Instead, they're like, um, actually, like, you're the one giving it, so we're going to take it. Yeah. And it's and it's stuff like that where it's like, so you guys believe in this shit. This is what you guys love. And then they're and they're advocating for, well, you know what? It's theirs. So we might as well take it. It's like, no, if you honestly, if you were diehard about this, wouldn't you be like, fuck that? We're not taking that money, that blood money. Ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's just as dumb as, like, remember in um, Parks and Rec when the Libertarian, he's like, uh, yeah, this is, like, nothing but a big government bailout. You should give that money to us. And the, the Libertarian, like, you should give that money to us. Yeah. It's it's honestly <laughs> that, but in real life. Yeah, it is. It's just, and what's funny is, it's like, that, like, it's still relevant to, like, how ridiculous people are. Yeah. And it's just... I don't know. It just, I feel weird being where we are right now with our political climate. And I know we're not like a political show, but all of this stuff seeps into yeah everything that we do. Like, it's just like, it's so easy to look things up. I mean, we, we talked about with Ben Shapiro, how these people would just say these things. They do these things. Uh, oh, what the mainstream media isn't showing you about the release George Floyd tape or whatever. It's like, where? Because who, so who's like, uh, who's the biggest bad guy? CNN. CNN has a story about it. MSNBC has a story about it. New York Times has a story. So wait, it's weird because you guys are saying that the mainstream media isn't talking about yeah. this, un, or this, um, now leaked footage but yet they're talking about it but the people that listen to them are like 
no, yeah, that sounds about right. They want to talk about it. It's like, you could just do, I did. I, I, I Googled search. I told my sister, I was like, I just Google search like George Floyd, like release tape or whatever. And like one of the first ones was like Fox and then CNN. <laughs> we both had the same stories. So it's like, we're like, it's so fucking difficult to try to sit in a country where we can't seem to get this virus thing on lock and knowing that we're going into uh, we did have an election here we're going to a presidential election now and these are the people that we live with the people i want to blame for the most for this are the baby boomers i think because it seems like they're the ones who are who are more adamant about like why should i have to look up news it should just be i should just be told this and like facts aren't relevant to things because I feel like that's the way that they just kind of grew up where they're like, yeah. well, I was, well, I was told that I, I don't have to like, I'm right. And, well, I don't know if it was that they were told that it's that they just assumed that they're right. And they've been in charge for so long that I feel like that they've just been like, well, I know what's right. And I know that I don't have to look it up. To know what I believe is right. Yeah, I can see that. They grew up in this world where everything told to them was correct and they never had to guess. Yeah, second guess I think it's also because of the American exceptionalism thing that they were t- they were told for so long that while America is great, no one can challenge America. And if anyone does try to contradict this, they're un-American. So by that logic, like, oh, well, America's failing at the coronavirus. They can't be because we're the greatest country in the world. So we can't be failing at this. Honestly, yeah. Because when you think about it, a lot of this, um, like, disclosure and and eye-opening investigatory journalism, (laughs) uh, no, all of that shit has been happening in the last, like, what, 20, 25 years? So things that were once known to people on the ground like yo this crack shit didn't just happen like you know the government must have done something and everyone's like that's stupid they're just poor that's what they do and And then there's actual evidence that they did and they're like wait i don't remember it like that so that's not right or like the um was it the tuskegee airman or whatever is that the one i'm thinking of am i doing the right one the the one where they 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 injected them all with syphilis without telling them all like the black airmen and yeah. without telling any of them just to see what the effects were and it's like and people like I think I'm pretty sure they knew and yet they and when they were bringing it up they're, they're like no no we know why would the government do that the real testament to what you're saying is how people believe that there are certain groups trying to come into America and overthrow our government when we've been doing that forever. And now we have tons of evidence that we've done that to multiple countries and still do do that. It's a practice that America is just known for. And yet they're like, "Mm, I don't know. But I know those Muslims are still trying to do that. Like that, that thought process just says everything you need to know. And it just it just sucks because these are the people that are trying to run the country still. These are the people that we have to rely on 
to make our society continue. And all this shit that we grew up with just sounds so stupid now. It just seems so unbelievable that we grew into this. We grew into who we are now just by paying attention to what's going on. And there's people who are twice our age who are like, oh, no, that's not that. That's dumb. Yes, I mean, I could afford a house when I was your age, you know, working a, a worse job than you're working. But that's because, like, oh, the Democrats ruined the economy. I don't know. We're just, it's hard not to get into this stuff because it surrounds us all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's silly and it's dumb, but when you're reading a Vice article about, oh, haha, look how this billionaire doesn't know how much things cost. It's like, that's concerning and it's disheartening because it's like, this is a guy who does so much PR on, oh, he's just a, he's a humble billionaire. He's giving most of his money away. He still eats shitty uh, hamburgers from his favorite hamburger stand. So he's a, you know, he's a real down to earth guy. Well, we're not going to go too far into this (laughs) because we're just going to keep bitching, complaining and stuff like that. And, and the cool thing is, is we give you guys timestamps. So if you don't want to listen to any of this, you don't have to. You just skip. Oh, that's what's amazing about our podcast and our podcast alone. So you're welcome. This is the fucking news. So just recently, um, Ellen DeGeneres has been doing a lot of heat, right? For how her show is supposedly like super toxic, that she's a horrible person. But what what I think what what makes it weird is that there's so like there's so many people coming to like defend her, and it's like it's like some of some of them are like like terrible people, and then some of them it's like oh Kevin Hart like you're not a terrible person, but you're just like ruining things again for yourself. Like the thing with like the hosting the Oscars, it's like. And then, she, like, Alan DeGeneres is the one who, like, was like, oh, yeah, you should just go ahead and do it. <laughs> and yeah, it's like dumbass people. It's probably kind of dumbass people. Yeah, it's like Jay Leno has, well, oh, God, of course Jay Leno would be like, hey, uh, do you hear about this? Oh, you mean the guy who almost destroyed uh, his peers' career just because he... Uh, because he could Yeah, because he couldn't have the time slot he wanted. That, that, that guy sticking up for Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. No way. It's funny, too, because it's like, I just, I what I don't understand is, like, when it's people that are a part of the crew, that are, uh, like, part of, like, the um, like the one guy from, like, the band came out, and, like, people who have been on set with her have said these things. It's like, I, it's funny because it's like, it's multiple people. It's multiple different like sector. It's not like just like oh, one rich person to another rich person. Oh, like that one makeup um, artist from YouTube where she went on and like she, like that was like the first I think the first story where like everyone was like oh yeah Ellen DeGeneres is a terrible person where she wouldn't even like she wouldn't let her like look at her or something I don't know something crazy like that. But then she also like demands a bunch of different things. From like like Alan DeGeneres does from like 
um, like from people, and it's like it's crazy. But you also have oh. to remember that even though she is a horrible person, now there's more allegations coming out about just the work environment. Yeah. About sexual harassment, about people getting treated like shit, not just by her, but producers and writers or whatever. So <clears throat> it just sounds like it was always the worst place to work because you'd go in there and if she wasn't being pissy, then your producer or your the head of whatever is being pushy. Like I don't know who it was, but someone in the office was like, "Yeah, let's go this concert, or whatever," thinking it was normal. And then like at the end of the night, he's like trying to grab his dick, saying like, oh, "Yeah, this is." Oh yeah, I heard that. And it's just like, see, that is that within itself is horrible, but then adding to like. Imagine, imagine that, and you couldn't even go to the he- the the person whose show it is and say, "Hey, you know, Ellen, like this guy just tried to sexual like um, assault me last night, and I you need to talk to him about it." Like because she'd be like, "Don't talk to me. You're fired. You should never talk to me. I'm motherfucking Ellen. I'm yeah. a gay icon." Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that that just shows like. Just all around, like, how horrible that show is. The crazy thing, too, is that this is something that people have been talking about for, I want to say, about a, a year right now Yeah. Um, on the internet because some guy was like, hey, it's a, it's a known thing in Hollywood that this is happening, blah, 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 but you guys may not know about it, so let's make a thread about it. And, yeah, reading those people's threads of, like, She's forcing them to adopt dogs. The one girl, she said something about, I think she was, I think she was just like an intern and she was telling her like, uh, she gave her a dog to watch. I think she thought it was going to be like, a, you know how you like foster a dog or whatever. So I think she did something like that. And then she was like, oh, Hey, you know, I was wondering like when we get ready, she's like, no, it's yours. Like you keep it. And then she told her, like, yeah, you have to keep it. Like, you know, so I forgot what it was, but she made her, she basically made her keep the dog. And she was like, I couldn't, I don't, I can't take care of a dog. Like, what? Yeah. And she did that to a lot of people. Like, she would give people, she would gift people dogs. That's weird. And they're like, yeah, I don't want this. She's like, I'm fucking saving its life. Okay. So you're taking, you're taking care of it now. And I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird shit like that where it's like, Crazy. yeah, that sounds about right. Like that that seems like something she would do. It's, and now all this stuff is coming out about how toxic of, toxic of a work environment is for multiple people. It's like, mm, yeah, I guess that's true. It's so weird that like, I I feel like though like you would think she'd be a little bit more like down like humbler, um, just because like she like had to. Well, I don't know. She did have a a show in the in the nineties, even when she was gay. Um, and then she kind of like she did her stand up, and everybody like loved her. Remember, everybody loved Alan stand up. Ha ha. I will say before we end this, my thinking that Alan wasn't as good as Rosie O'Donnell is probably still true. Yeah, I remember the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Well, they look like they have fun. She yeah, like she's a she always so like, she the... like a good person and stuff. Yeah. 
And I mean, I don't know. I can't say like, oh, Rosie did this or that, but I can't say she like got in heated arguments with our now president. She's like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Alan hasn't done that. No. She's just like, oh, here he is, Donald Trump. And what kind of sucks too is like her wife, uh, Portia de Rossier, is like a great actress and she's like funny. And it's just like, Man, now she has to go online and say, like, oh, I stand by Alan and stuff. And it's like, no, no, not not you too, Portia. All right. So I think this is like the world changing, continent shifting news that just came out that I think like has, I don't know if I'd say ramifications or, but just it's going to reverberate, I think, through history a little bit. I think just like film history, obviously. But um, Disney has decided to move Mulan's premiere instead of from a theatrical release to a Disney Plus release. But they'll also charge, uh, what was it, like 40 or, 30 or $40 for, for you to um, own it or rent it? I don't know. But either way, I, I feel like that is like, that's something that we really, I mean, we've seen th- people putting movies on to um, like VOD more recently because obviously because of uh, the coronavirus. But I, but I think this is a little bit different because this is Disney, the biggest media, media studio company, filmmaking uh, like entity out there that has decided like, you know what, not only are you going to pay for our prescription, our prescription, <laughs> not only are you going to pre- not only are you guys paying a subscription, you're also paying to get this, this uh, movie. And not only that is we get all of the profits from this. Okay. So what I think, I think is going on is that Disney has a certain amount of users that they, that, they're like, hey, you know what? If we release this Mulan thing and X amount of people pay, then this would be like a good number to uh, fall back on, right? But they're also adding, well, there might be people who are going to sign up too, right? So it's interesting because it's not like uh, it's not like a, a Hulu where you they'll just release a movie there and it's on there you're paying the 10 bucks or whatever for hulu and you get just like with netflix you get to go on there and boom new content boom new content boom new content and it's not like a regular movie release where well you know i don't really like i don't really like um google play or whatever the movies, whatever. I'll, I like to rent mines on my my iTunes or something, right? Or, oh, I only use iTunes to buy movies. Like, I, you know, whatever. I But I'll rent a movie from, you know, my Samsung, whatever. I don't know. But it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like you could just go on Amazon Prime and say, like, oh, it's coming out. Oh, I guess I'll, I'll pre-order it. It's not that. It's straight up. You have to go to Disney. You have to have an account. And then you have to pay to get it. Yeah, I get it. They're Disney and the movie is fairly big. And if this was something like a 
New Mutants, maybe it'd be different. Um, if it was something like uh, Endgame, it'd be massively different. But I think Mulan's a good indication of like what they should do because they know that they're expecting some sort of big money from it, right? Even if it's not critically acclaimed, I think they're hoping that they do what Disney does best. They're like, we'll just make something that's okay, but a lot of people are going to go see it and we'll make money from it. So they must think that they have X amount of people already willing to get it. And I think that's why they're doing it because I don't think Disney's one to be like, well, let's just do something different. We'll see if we make money from it because they're not that way at all. What? Really? But it would be interesting to actually see what happens because I kind of hope it fails, to be honest. I kind of hope so too. Because that have already getting Disney Plus and then having to pay that much. It's kind of like a, hey, fuck you, you'll do whatever we say type of money. It'd be different if it was a $10 fee, $15 fee. I would even accept a $20 fee because that's what the other movies were anyways, right? Yeah. And yeah, it would suck being like, but I got Disney Plus. Why can't I just get it? But I think a lot of people might be thinking, well, we're thinking it's like, well, why would we watch it right now? It's going to come on Disney Plus a little bit later anyways. You know, <laughs> they don't have to worry about nothing except for, well, we're going to see it on here for free in two months. So why buy it right now? That's true. I'm hoping that's what people think. And I'm hoping that it fails so that they don't do this shit with like a Black Panther. And they're like, yeah, you're going to pay uh, $45 because, see, that's part of a bigger uh, universe that we do. And so, like, that's where the extra money goes. And I know that sounds dumb because a lot of people worked hard on this movie and I get all that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But if you really did care about that, then you would just release it like a regular movie. You would you would let people pre-order it on iTunes. You would let people buy it on Google Movies or whatever that is. or You know what I mean? But instead, you're making a statement by saying, not only do you have to have our service, but you have to pay us extra. So I I hope that's where people draw the line. Me and, too. And say, fuck you, Disney. Yeah, so then so then they'll see, okay, maybe it's better to do the theatrical release for Black Widow. Yeah. Or they like I said, they they're like, all right, well, we did this. Let's do something let's do a or, regular or yeah, or do, digital yeah. release and see what we get money from that. And then I think that's where they can they could decide, oh, let's just hold our movies until the theaters open. Or, you know, we could just make a shit ton of money by just putting it online. I think that's kind of where it uh where the money lies. But I don't know. We I guess we'll have to see. Fuck them for being selfish in the first place, but I mean it is Disney. So, I mean, so. yeah, there are overlords. Let me show you out back, and then I'll get out of your hair. The stars are insane out here. I should have brought the telescope. 
What do you need a telescope in the city for? Unless you're like a peeping Tom or something. The Rental is a 2020 American horror film directed by Dave Franco in his directorial debut. Charlie, his wife Michelle, Charlie's brother Josh, and Josh's girlfriend Mina decide to rent an Ocean View house for a weekend getaway. After Mina's application for the house is denied for no reason, Charlie submits one and is accepted. Upon arriving at the remote property, the group meets the property owner, Taylor whom Mina confronts her denying her application, believing it was racially motivated. Taylor denies this and leaves, although he does return later that day to drop off a telescope for the group to use, which alarms Mina. The group settles in and it quickly becomes clear that someone is observing the unaware guests. After Josh and Michelle go to bed, Mina and Charlie have sex in the shower. The next morning, a hungover Mina and Charlie agree that they can never be intimate again while Josh unintentionally makes Michelle paranoid over Charlie's faithfulness after mentioning how Charlie's cheated on a former girlfriend. While in the shower, Mina discovers a camera in the shower head and alerts Charlie. Freaked out, Mina goes to call the police, but Charlie stops her, as alerting the police would risk someone finding the footage of the pair having sex. Michelle uses drugs and calls Taylor to fix the hot tub. Mina privately confronts Taylor about the hidden camera which Taylor claims to be unaware of and moves to call the police himself. Mina tries to stop him, which Josh witnesses and assuming Taylor is attacking his girlfriend, beats Taylor unconscious. As the group argues over what to do, Mina tells everyone about the hidden camera in the shower. After the, the group leaves Taylor in the bathroom to discuss what to do next, a masked man sneaks inside and smothers Taylor to death. When the others return and realize Taylor is not breathing, they assume that Josh has accidentally killed him. A frantic Michelle demands that they call the police, but Charlie refuses to let his brother go to jail, suggesting that they stage Taylor falling off the nearby cliff into the ocean by accident. A despondent Michelle goes to bed while the others carry Taylor's body to the cliff. 
When they drop the body, it gets stuck on an outcrop, forcing Josh to go down and push it into the sea. While this is happening, Michelle is stalked in the house by the masked man who broadcasts the tape of Mina and Charlie having sex on the television. Devastated, Michelle drives away in the car, only to run over a spike strip and crash into a tree. Mina realizes that they need to find the camera transceiver to destroy the footage of Josh assaulting Taylor. She and Josh go searching for it while Charlie goes to help Michelle. He finds her dead body before being murdered by the masked man. Mina and Josh break into a locked room under the house, but only find old boxes of junk. The footage of Mina and Charlie in the shower is sent to Josh's phone, and he confronts her over it. Hearing someone enter the house, Josh goes downstairs, believing it to be Charlie. The masked man kills Josh and then hunts for Mina, who manages to sneak outside. He pursues outside where Mina, who is disoriented by the fog, accidentally falls off the cliff and into the ocean. The masked man returns to the house, removing any evidence and the collection of cameras he installed. The man rents a new property and installs cameras into it. Oblivious new inhabitants rent the location and the masked man attacks a sleeping couple. The Rental. A movie about when you love someone, you love someone. Doesn't matter if they're dating your brother. Uh-huh. If you're in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Uh, you can't fight love, Dom. Yeah. Also, like, weird stalker, creepy murder guys. But other than that, <laughs> it's mostly about love. So what did you think about this? Honestly, I hadn't heard too much about it. I just knew that um, it was Allison Brie in a Dave Franco-directed movie. And I was like, Dave Franco? Isn't he, like, the lesser Franco? And then I thought, oh, well, with all the things that happened to James Franco, I guess we, he has to step up and be the Franco for both of them, right? But, uh, I mean, Alison Brie, amazing, as always. I love Alison Brie. I just I wish she'd be in so much more things. Um, but this movie, and Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens is amazing, especially because um, with Eurovision, he was hilarious in that. And then being something more serious than this. It's like, I wish he was in more things, too. Um, it's just, I this movie was so good because it's, like, it's that thing that we, I mean, we've talked about before, where it's, like, that perfect, like, oh, here's one setting, and it's a, a smaller cast, and it's, like, how do you t- how do you tell a story from there that's just, like, good, it's succinct, like, you don't need to go anywhere crazy with it. But, like, I, lo- I, I thought I, <sighs> the twist... Where like Taylor comes in and, and he like no, like when she points out the camera and he's like, "What?" Like I I was like, "Watch!" It would be so crazy if like he didn't know that the camera was there either, and then that's what happened. I was like, because it makes it even like more chilling because it's like, yeah, then who the fuck went through that house and put cameras? Uh, I I don't know. I I just I love that they don't reveal who it is either, like that it's just this person in this mask who he all he likes to do is watch people and then fuck with them and then kill them. It's it, I think it's just a, it's an amazing like good movie and like I I kind of would like a sequel but at the same time I don't want a sequel. It's one of those weird things where it's like I feel like if you make a sequel it's just going to have to explain things. 
And I like that this is just like, you don't need anything explained. I mean, it could be like uh, Creep 2. You oh, don't necessarily true. need it, but then you're like. That's true. And, uh, really and what good. I love about Creep 2 is that it's not just a, a rehash of the first one. It's like he did something different with that. But even though it was like the same story type. Of yeah, but like, I love that like. Yeah, you're right. Like, we didn't need a Creep 2, but when he gave us a Creep 2, it's like, yeah, you know what? That was good. Yeah, I I was, from the get-go, I thought that the brother, well, because he said, oh, this is my brother's whatever. So I thought he wasn't going to know anything about it and that Dave Franco was going to be the brother and he was, like, doing all this stuff by himself. That's what I thought, too, but then, no. Yeah. Um. And even funnier is when they finally break the lock to that bottom, and he's like, "Oh, I was kind of expecting a whole bunch of TV monitors." And stuff. <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, shit, I was too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I for sure thought that was like as soon as the beginning started, I was like, "Oh, I bet the brother, quote unquote, is, is under there." Yeah, is under there. Yeah. He's like the main like villain guy or whatever. That's what I thought for sure was gonna happen. So I, I, it's even funnier when they bring that shit up. But yeah, no, um, this is like a perfect example of just having a good like horror film or suspense thriller movie, whatever. But just a good film in general. You don't have to get deep into the the characters or understand what's going on. You don't have to go so far in the back of the story to say, hey, look, there's also this, this, and this. You don't have to pay attention to every single detail, whatever. You don't have to make anything, like, overly complicated. It's just, it's a good horror film. That's all it is. The fact that you could pick up right away uh, about the, the, the brother and the girlfriend and them kind of having, like, a thing. But, like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, they made it so obvious to you where it's like, yeah. how could the wife be so chill about it when it's like so obvious? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I thought they were going to have like a thing already going, but I assume that this is the first time they did it. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, either way, all of that stuff, like, it just it makes like such a good, good story. And what I really loved about it is. There wasn't like a, a crazy gap between what we saw and then like what really went down because you understand that there's something going on weird. And I believe that the mask guy shows up one time before everything kicks off, maybe. But either way, as soon as you see like, oh, he's in the background, everything just kind of kicks off like. The, him like killing Brie Larson right away, boom. Him killing Dan Stevens right away, boom. It's just like, like they're not trying to, like they kind of build up like what's your name's gonna be like a final girl. Yeah, be like a final girl, but she just falls to her death, like boom. I I was like everything they did, like I was like you should have just called the po- to begin with. Because then you would have saved your, because you, you could have just played self defense. Even with the the camera, you could have been like, "Well, I thought he was attacking her." I mean, sure, like yes, they didn't. But see, if they would have figured out where the camera was, they would have seen the guy come on and like snuff him out. But like everything they did after, it's like you know the police can tell like if someone was actually drunk and they 
fell off a cliff. Like, I don't know. I feel like level headed persons like, yeah, you would do this, this and this. But, but I was in, yeah. Yeah. But like in the heat of the moment, it's like, no, of course you throw the body over. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Dom. Don't be stupid. Of course you throw this yeah. body over. And it makes sense, too, because everyone there is connected. Like, it's his brother. Of course he wants to do it, right? Yeah. Like, they, they, he thinks that they're saving themselves by doing this, too. So, he's like, yeah, well, look, we don't get caught for what we're doing. He doesn't get caught for what he's doing. Like, everyone wins. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, everything played out so well. Like, we always talk about how horror films and stuff, like, they could get super into um, symbolism and what this really means and 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 kind of playing neutral when telling a story so you could you know go your own direction and oh, whatever you see happen happen and those movies are great but this is more of a callback of like yeah this is just a great like almost like slasher horror film without him being much of like a slasher slasher this is kind of what you get and the cool thing is, is they, they like sow this seed of hey, who knows how many times he's done this. Who knows like how much he's done it. You, 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 you get a feeling that he's pretty meticulous about it because when he does get that apartment or whatever and he subs it out, like we see multiple couples go in and out, but it's not till the end where he finally attacks. Yeah. So who knows like how much has he done this and stuff like that. And that's where you go into when you give so little, you start to create so much that, yeah, I would love like a prequel or like a sequel or like a side running story where they're trying to find like this killer. I think that's kind of what they did with, is it the collector or something where the one film was about like the actual, him catching the people and stuff like that. And then the other one is like them is him doing it, but like the detectives trying to figure it out. Like even something like that would be kind of interesting. Cause it's like, damn, this guy knows what he's doing. So I don't know. I just, I feel like everything they did in this movie, they did really well. Yeah. Obviously with the cast too. Awesome. Shot really well. Like as for like a first time director, like this was pretty good. Like, I I love that it's just like, and I love that it's like, it was a story that him and like, I forgot who the other guys were. Like they came up with and like, they just put it together. It's like, it's just, I like that. It's just like, yeah, it's like perfect. Like even things that they do like, um, and it like, are like, cause I remember when she like, she takes out the telescope. And she like starts joking, like, huh? Oh, someone's watching us. Like, huh? But it's like, because someone is watching you guys. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. it's like, it's just, I, I love like little things like that. And like, it was a good movie. It was a pretty good one. I honestly go watch it. We're getting, we're getting into, we're passing, I mean, slowly, but we're passing summer. We're getting into like the fall and spooky season time. This is a great movie to put on right now to start building yourselves up towards those really fucked up movies for later. So definitely check it out. Two thumbs up. Back super hard. Definitely go watch it. Oh,
show this week. Let's each pick a uh, TV show that we that ended, and let's talk about maybe making a new season or a remake or or um, maybe like a prequel, whatever we like. Maybe we can add on to each other's and and maybe like there's there's some maybe there's something that you're like oh you know what would be awesome if this show actually like we could do this and this is where I would take it. You know what would be a, a pretty good one to explore um, again or even more would be Fringe. I always love like Fringe and I love like the world that they set up, especially with the parallel worlds because it was what five seasons. Maybe in like the sixth season, they explore more of like the the parallel universes a little bit more because there's always like in the background, there's always like hints to things like they showed a map of like America, but like wasn't like California missing. And I was like, so like what happened with that? Like, I'd love to see like more of like these parallel worlds and just what they could do with these like parallel worlds, too. Yeah, because um, the bad Walter or whatever was like trying to like take um what's his name charlie um back to his world and then like but like even just like that idea of like people like crossing over like dimension like parallel dimensions i feel like is just amazing like idea but then like what if you threw in the mix like another parallel dimension right because like obviously there's gonna be like infinite amounts but like it's something like that where a third one comes into play. Maybe they they're more advanced than all both of them, and like now these two parallel dimensions have to like team up to like stop this third one. Especially because they uh, they do like the X Files monster of a week type of thing super well, but with the overarching thing of time travel, right? Yeah, and. And yeah, parallel universes and like all this crazy shit. And they kind of mix it together so well. Although I will say the later seasons, obviously, they like moved away from like the monster stuff. So they could focus more on like that stuff. But still, nonetheless, like you had both of them. So it was like, it was kind of like X-Files, but tuned up because they actually did go. And they found these watchers who are actually ancient humans that. Well, went, they're future humans. Future, yes, yeah, future humans that went back in time, or they could cross. To, I don't remember. No, they, they could go back in time, but they remember they use their technology to go back to the beginning. Yeah. To start everything. But yeah, I always thought that I ended too early, yeah. and I felt like. There was so much more there that we never got to explore. And I, I kind of see how some people say like, yeah, but he did the parallel universe well, thing yeah, and that was kind of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. like, where else could you go? You but know, it's like, but well, you can actually go way further than that. Or, or like, like I said, like, because there's a third, maybe there's a, there's a third one where, because they were unaffected by anything that the other two did. Cause remember, um, Walter went from our universe to, the other universe to pull their Charlie. Like they're they're like this third universe, Charlie was still alive, but he was never taken either. So it's like, how did that affect the, the like the universe too? Maybe he's evil and he's like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Well, I'm gonna go with is not is a TV show, 
but not from an existing TV show. Okay. But I think this idea is a lot better, a lot smarter, and kind of pulled off already, but my idea is a lot better. So what we do is we have an alien TV show okay. that exists as after, well, the beginning of Prometheus. So what we do is, okay, let's check this out. So we do like um like a HBO Max, maybe regular HBO, I don't know, maybe even Netflix. You do original series, but you pull out all the punches, right? You you get big name stars, you set a set a series of like we're gonna do uh three season six episode series starring Scarlett Johansson, right? You do this thing where in Prometheus, he funds this whole thing, right? The Whalen Corps, whatever. They 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 fund all this shit to because he wants to, you know, live forever, whatever, right? But in the real world, those people would have competition. Yeah? Competition be ruthless, correct? So what I think is you do a TV series about these people from a different company or maybe multiple companies putting groups together, finding like, like, where, where did this thing go? Like, what was this, you know, secret? So we learn about like the ancient alien stuff. We learn you still get like a more down to earth kind of cop drama ish type of deal. You do that for like three seasons, maybe, right? And then you set up like them leaving. They're like, I know where they went or I know where they're going or I think I, you know, understand. And you set that up. So then you could do a separate alien series where they're in space now. And then they get to, we get to explore the universe that Ridley Scott wanted to do. And they run into another alien universe or society. Right. And you get to do crazy shit like that because at the time frame would be the Prometheus already left. Right. So they're catching up. So it could be years or whatever. It doesn't matter. So by the time they're going over there, the Prometheus is basically done. Right. Nothing, it's gone, whatever. And then you could set up this whole universe of like, you have these rogue humans in space, you know, trying to figure out like, what the fuck does all of this mean? Like, why did they go there? Maybe they could, maybe we could even go back to the planet. And they're like, there's fucking nothing here. Like, what, you know, what the hell? And then we can explore like whatever he wanted to do in the first place. You know, sure. how he said like, why we only focus on this one little alien when there's so much more to be explored we can actually do that with the tv series that's all i ever wanted was just more alien and (laughs) and what i i think i think would be cool is if you did a more grounded version of the show you you and you get those like bigger caliber caliber actors you tie people in with that because they're like oh i want to see what's going to happen and maybe the scarlett johansson doesn't make it right because she's like She's like, oh my god, it's it's aliens. And they're like, what? And then she's about to go on the ship and then 
someone shoots her and they're like, no, she's like, oh, you got to go on without me and take my black son that I gave birth to. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah. And you like you kill off like her character or, you know, maybe some of the, yeah. the bigger actors that, you know, you're not going to be able to get. I think that would be cool. And then you could. So then you end that. Right. And then you start with like a alien the Milky Way galaxy universe. And it's us trying to explore like where they're really at and all. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could do something like that and you get to explore a familiar universe with like the Whalen core, uh, the xenomorphs, maybe like down the line, maybe we could do something like that. Or maybe we just show pictures. I don't know. Maybe they go to a, maybe they, maybe they, they think they know where they're going. <clears throat> so they're flying there, but something happens and they wake the crew up and they're like, Hey, we're getting these signals from this planet. Are you sure it's that one? And it's like, yeah. Then what? Well, like, are you sure? Cause this one's, and he get there and it's like a place devastated already by like Xenomorphs. And they're like, what the hell? You know, Sam, like, figure, like, there's so much you could do. And I feel like you could go once you get into space. But I think that if you just take it, if you take that, you tie it in with Prometheus, specifically Prometheus, and then still say that Covenant happened, I guess, and maybe Alien happened, sure. Then, I don't know, maybe you could pick and choose of, like, maybe this universe, it ends at Alien. And aliens doesn't exist. I think that'd be cool. I think it'd give a lot of people what they want with like staying part of this universe. It would give hardcore fans what they want with like exploring, you know, his idea of what he wanted this universe to be. And I feel like if you do it right, you could get two different shows in the same universe, but connecting to a bigger story. And I think that works because, I mean, Marvel, duh. So <laughs> you have one more, like, gritty, you know, drama-y, uh, on-the-earth type of show setting up to them being in the stars and exploring. And, you know, you get something like that. I think that'd be pretty fucking badass. If I'm going to continue from, like, where you're going, where you take a movie universe and you kind of spin it off into its own show, Nightbreed, if he did like a TV series based off of, off of that, because I feel like it has a lot of things going on in the movie, <laughs> especially with like the serial killer and then the monsters and then like the FBI and all this stuff. And like you could make it a, lo a longer, like not only like a longer series, but I feel like you could also do more with it because in the end of the, the movie, like obviously the their civilization co collapses and all the stuff, but you could do that at like the end of like a season one, and it's like whoa, like where are they left? Like kind of like a like a Marvel like Agents of Shield, where it's like shit, like Hydra was in it, like in the like wasn't that that was like the first season, right? Where like they found out Marvel or Marvel that Hydra was part of um was taking out was had taken over, and it's like it's like it throws a curveball at you like in the first season. And it's like dang, where do you go from here? So I feel like that could be like the end of the first season. And it's like, oh, yeah, now where do they go from here? And then like you could also explore like the 
Like maybe um, David Cronenberg's character, the the psychologist slash the serial killer. Maybe we think he's dead, but like he actually gets turned into like a monster. I don't know yet, right? Like maybe you could do something like with the FBI. Like maybe one of them is like helping them, like getting get away. And like obviously, there's more of these like like Nightbreed out there. Yeah, we've kind of done this a little bit before, but I think like we're getting these things already. Yeah. So us coming up with these ideas or theories or what we'd like to see, I feel like it's not too far fetched. Honestly, I feel like my idea for an alien series isn't that crazy. Mm. I mean, compared to what else you get from other movies and series and stuff like that. I mean, it seems pretty normal. And like I said, I feel like right now in in the age of entertainment that we're in, having a, like a like a scar. I'm just saying her for right now because she's like a big name actress. But yeah, having someone like a Scarlett Johansson tied into something like this for like a three season thing that would honestly give so much like validation to the series. That I feel like people would be like, oh, hey, this is something cool. I'll watch this. I mean, how many times have you watched something because of an actor's in it? So I feel like doing that right now, my thing's not that far-fetched. I mean, is it ever going to happen? Probably not. But I don't know. I mean, Stranger Things have happened. And Stranger Things happened. We'll end it right here. Maybe we'll revisit this again. You know, who knows if Disney ignores us. For the million time and doesn't give us uh oh yeah uh, a young skywalker saga then we might have to come and revisit this again so we can we can spend a, an hour talking about this is why this needs to exist but until then we'll just say thank you for listening we appreciate thank it you guys if you would like to follow us on Ooh. your favorite streaming service apps whatever uh please do so we also have a uh, YouTube that uploads automatically uh, new episodes. So please check out our link in the uh, show description and follow that. <clears throat> you can also follow our social media accounts. That's INTB underscore podcast. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, uh, let us know. How do you feel about reviving old TV shows that are dead and gone. Um, is it something that you would look into? Uh, would you have, would you rather continue it or would you have rather uh, uh, like a remake the whole thing? Or did you see the rental? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Cause you're like, Oh, I hate all Franco's Dave Franco. James Franco. Allison Franco. Yeah. All of them. Or um, do you have any disdain of the American government? Let's know. Let's let's know. But until then, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.